The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Hi, Ari. Don't perform for no one. <sighs> oh. I wish I had that set. <laughs> you want to be the pikey right now? <laughs> I, I just, I think if we were did the Comedy Store podcast from the pikey, there would be a lot more listeners. I don't think anyone could hear us over all <laughs> right. the, the murmurs. And is that what, I, I don't it's even know what that place bar. is. Yeah. It's a pretty busy bar. It's a bar. bar. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I don't do that. hard enough with a uh, receptive audience. Yeah, people who want to see comedy. <laughs> yeah, or even with just uh, people listening and no outside noise. But yeah. Then you have like bar noise bleeding in. Yeah. yeah. Have you done a bowling alley? Because I used to do Lucky Strike. I actually have, yeah. In the beginning. Uh-huh. Remember that I one? Did they, you ever do that one? I, I wasn't allowed in because I didn't meet the dress code wow. to do the comedy show out of bowling alley. <laughs> the place was a goddamn joke. <laughs> that's right. They do have a real dress code. Yeah, I mean, I, I spent like 10 minutes being like, dude, I, I get it. It's funny. I need to go in. He's like, I can't let you in. I don't even remember what it was I was wearing. Like a white, probably a white t-shirt. That, I mean, I guarantee it was a t-shirt. Yeah. And uh, shit, I don't even know. I was going to say I, I might have been wearing cargo shorts, but I've never performed in shorts. That's so awesome. I was probably wearing pants of some sort. I hope. Maybe I hope. maybe that was the I reason. I hope maybe you were going through a I don't care phase and you were wearing cargo. Dude, I never got out of the I don't care oh. phase. That's how I got to where I am today. <laughs> In the basement of the comedy <laughs> store. Just creeping. Raheem, things are looking up for us. Yeah, we're excited. 17. We, sp- we try and spend the first 30 minutes just in a spiral of shame. Oh, are you cool with that? Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Uh, he's just going to sit quietly and watch the disaster take place. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Why did I agree do. to do this? We fuck everything up. Sorry. <laughs> That's uh, okay. I'm uh, supposed to curse. Welcome to the Comedy Store Podcast, guys. I'm Rick Ingram. I'm Eleanor Kerrigan. We got Funny Man. Fahim. I think that sets the bar so high. When someone introduces Funny Man, you're like, yeah. oh, God, now uh, i got to prove this. Yeah. You, you know, a lot of people, we just say humor boy. So, <laughs> humor boy? So you like man. funny, man. Yeah, at least I'm a you know, man, right? We, we really raised the bar humor for you. Humor boy. <laughs> humor boy is a good we one. We got people humor like boy Andrew Santino in here. You know, and he's, <laughs> we had him last week. <laughs> that's how we roll. Yeah. That sounds like a good wrestling name, though. <laughs> humor, Ooh, he's part humor of humor boy. Raven's flock in the <laughs> 90s, I believe. <laughs> humor boy. He was So, he was humor brutal. boy. Uh, no, what are we calling you? Funny man? That's funny, yeah, funny man. man. Funny okay, man. funny yeah, man yeah. is better for you. You you like that? That's also kind of condescending though too. Like I know you guys are like loving <laughs> friends, but but like in the movies they're like, eh, what are you doing, funny man? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, morning radio? Hey, funny man? Yeah. Uh, we well, got to get real up. I think Boondock Saints, the one where they have the funny guy, I think his nickname is. And then there's a lot of harassing. I heard you're a funny guy. Tell yeah, us a joke. Yeah. Oh, no. And that guy looks like Jimmy Pidd, and it's just all downhill from there. <laughs> Do you even know who that is? I, you know, I've heard... <laughs> you heard, I've heard tales? I'll hear these names bounce around, yeah. and then they were here a little bef- before me. What so, you, when did you get here? Like 2008, maybe, or 2007. Okay. Ooh. Or just around the store. started coming around the store. Probably You're, 2008. Where Where were you performing before then? Did you start somewhere else or yeah, here? Seattle. Originally Seattle. I was out there for like four years. Then I moved... Uh, to Long Beach. That's where my job was. Everybody goes to out. Long Beach. Oh, really? First. Who else? Who else went to Long Beach? Santino. Santino. Oh, that's right. Uh, somebody else. There was like two other people that told us they stopped in Long Beach. First. They were staying on different people's couches and uh-huh. stuff, but everybody was in Long Beach. Did he talk about doing that Queen Mary show at all? No, but I've done it. The burlesque thing? 
the burlesque. Oh, yeah. Because I met Santino at uh, Westwood Bruco when that was still going on. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorites. Did you ever do Bruco? Yeah, I used to do it. It was one of the only places that I would go up outside of comedy clubs. Yeah. With Adam Hunter or with... Yeah, uh, or Jay Montepar. Jay Montepar. Who was running before Adam Hunter? I I don't... I honestly have no idea. I don't know who was in charge. I just would go over there with comics. Oh, look at you. Just busting the doors down. Dude, sometimes (laughs) you just don't... I don't have time to learn the names of people running (laughs) bar shows. Shows. They throw me on regardless. They either put me on or they die. That's how I look at it. I was right at the transition of Adam leaving, Jay take it over. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, So it it used to be packed. That's how I remember. It was great. Yeah, but then also when you're new to town, you kind of know where you are in the pecking order when... It's like, all right, this guy, then you. All right, then this guy, then you. And it just kept pushing and pushing and pushing until, the, yeah, until it was like 2 a.m. Yeah. and there was like two people. Yep. Yeah, so. That's what that's what Josh Nasser used to do to me in the belly room show. And then no. one day he learned his lesson. Oh, shit. All it took was two years of ruining every set he did in this building before he gave me the respect I demanded. So I met Santino there and then. Uh, you met Santino at Bruco. At Bruco, yeah. We talked outside and then. He told me about this uh, show he would do on the Queen Mary. It was for some burlesque burlesque show. And they would have a comedian come out and do two sets during it, like two five-minute sets. And then he that's had always me, weird. Yeah, yeah. They he, split had me, it up. he had me fill in for him uh, one night. That's hysterical. It was so strange because um, like they're not there for comedy. They have boners and stuff. And right. Then, and you're like, hey, now here's them. a guy telling jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, guys. Hey, Now's funny man. Yeah, 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 bring yeah, back the titties. Man. Humor boy. <laughs> Now's the time to... Stretch out your legs and listen to this guy. It was 50 bucks and it was close oh, wow. to me. That's yeah, and I lived in amazing. Long Beach, so it wasn't that bad. So, uh, how, I mean, you do two five-minute sets. Uh-huh. So, how how long is burlesque going on in between the two sets? Uh, quite a bit. Maybe maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe like 20 minutes of burlesque wow. between the sets. or Get the boner free worked up. Yeah. It would be hilarious if you came out with them. With the, they have the big feathers. I don't know why. what I think of burlesque. Yeah. It wasn't they like had, a Vegas production. Okay, I don't know. Kind of, yeah, oh, yeah, so it was Queen like Mary. a, a yeah. Long Beach Queen Mary version. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm top notch. I just see it like that. Like uh, like the Tropicana or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I see. I'm, I'm just picturing, you know, dirty girls in Whoa. clothes they can't, is nice. can't wear. No, I mean physically dirty. Oh, like they oh, crawled out of okay. a dumpster somewhere <laughs> near San Pedro. Made it across the port. And now they're burlesque. Yeah, burlesque is high end stripping, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes more is less. <laughs> I like I think that's the motto with burlesque, that's weird. right? That's yeah, it should be. I never really understood much about it. I think it's interesting. And then if I was at a burlesque show and I saw Fahim, funny yeah. boy Fahim Anwar come yeah. out, oh, or man. funny man. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I meant you a boy. <laughs> that's God okay. Damn. At that time, I was a boy. So. <laughs> he was still a humor I, boy. Yeah, though. Was yeah, this was 2008, then. right? Yeah, something like that. And or then how long did you stay in Long Beach? Because I can't imagine that could be. What did you do down there? What job uh, brought you to Long Beach? I was uh, doing engineering at Boeing. <gasps> I forgot damn. you were an engineer. Yeah. Yeah, so Dude. you don't engineer at all anymore. I don't do <laughs> what if I still was? I'm like, yeah, Dinker, <laughs> building some planes on the side. I got a hanger. Dude, you gotta, you know, you gotta sell to whoever you can. Making money is money. Yeah, I just Russian took what money. I, I just took what I took what I learned from Boeing and just did it on the side. Got billion dollar deals with Iran. Right, like you can wow. get a name brand seven four seven, or you can get a. Fahim I can't Tech afford that. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. You're just not paying top dollar. Damn, and it's got a nice you know mix in with the rapper Tech Nine, uh-huh. and it's got I an like iPod your side dock. Job. 
Yeah, iPod dog. Yeah, you think I make this money from comedy? No. no. It's on my jumbo jet sales. <laughs> Man, I mean. That's I, amazing. I had yeah. I had the worst jobs ever, and I feel like losing those jobs to be a poor comic was an easy transition. Uh-huh. I feel like but it had to be a lot harder being you. someone who's working for Boeing. I guess, but the thing is, is I wanted to do comedy even before I got the Boeing job. Like, I was 18 when I first started, started doing stand-up, and me going to college and getting an engineering degree was my parents paying for college and them like that being the lowest degree I can get and still have them pay for it. Oh my god. So, I mean, I knew I wanted to do comedy even before I got this right. nice job. And it's a nice job and everything, but I don't I don't It's not something you like. Yeah, I didn't love it or anything. So, right. it wasn't that big of a deal to lose it. Right. But it's not even losing it. It was always a means to an end. But it's money. I mean, it's good money. It's good it's money. It's a real living. True, but it's it's uh, your soul is crushed. It's uh, a detour on the on where I'm supposed true. to be going. Yeah, true. How, I'm not how, saying quit stand up. I'm just yeah. saying that. But awesome. it was funny because towards the end of like I was there for three and a half years, and towards wow. the end I got a manager and and I was able to audition for something, so I would duck out. Oh. And uh, I booked this uh, a guest star on Chuck. Oh while, yeah, while I, remember I was still that. working. That was my first thing ever. While I was still working at Boeing. And so I had to, I, I, I said I had a family emergency so I could be in Warner Brothers for eight days <laughs> to, to film this thing. Oh, my God. And uh, while awesome. I was there, there was some crew guy and he, he it got out that I was an engineer and he was like, he's like why are you doing this, man? <laughs> 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 you got you to gotta keep your job. Because I think he's been working crew for so long. Yeah, and yeah. please stay. Yeah, he was Boeing. like, "You got it, good man." Just Chuck ain't worth I, it, bro. <laughs> yeah, why do you want? Like, well, I just I feel throw like it all the way. For I this. have dreams. <laughs> we all had dreams, man. Yeah. Yeah. You and Scott he, Krinsky are just standing there. Oh, yeah, like, he, we was, have he was. He was there too. <laughs> Uh, they, they get to wear cargo shorts though their whole life, so yeah, that's kind of nice. Pretty sweet. They so, get different wait. colored masking tape <laughs> on a belt loop. See, I respect the shit out of that. Me too. I love how insider this is. Like, <laughs> people in Ohio are like, "What is this tape what belt is, loop?" We all have tape where I where I'm from. <laughs> um, how disappointed were your parents in your decision to leave engineering for comedy? Good question. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> They, do they listen to podcasts? Yeah, they Just do. Ask. My mom, yeah, my mom will find anything. Though. Oh, she's a big <laughs> she's fan. She's, she's gonna searches? be a number one. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll probably tweet. I usually tweet or which I love about yeah, you. Yeah, and I'll, I'm excited. So um, yeah, I'll post anything like a podcast. I'm on my mom will listen to it. That's so sweet. But yeah, they weren't thrilled. But <laughs> they but they were angrier at me starting to do stand-up. Like, that was, I had a lot of battles early on. In the beginning. Right. Yeah, just me doing stand-up. Like, so it was a struggle. And then I had just been doing it for so long. By the time I quit, it wasn't uh, a huge surprise because that was always the plan. You've been doing it for a while, yeah. I've been doing it for a while, and they knew that's what I always intended to do. <clears throat> Jesus Trejo told me a story about... We should have. I should have asked him about it when he was on, but he... Uh, he was telling me like just how unhappy his parents were with his decision to oh, yeah. start doing comedy. His like, parents, wow. Yeah. He said like he brought him up to the comedy store after he got oh, passed. And he they did were just tell like, that story. Like what, what's what's this is it? <laughs> this is what? And like he said, his dad still gives us stuff like God. I just you look so nice when you used to wear that tie and go to work. <laughs> and he like just had some yeah. crap job that. It was not anything he wanted to do, but he had to wear a tie. I think it was like working at Nordstrom's or something. Wow. And his dad was just like, you know, I was just really so proud of you when you put that tie on and Can go to work. Can you see him at Nordstrom? I mean, I It'd can't see best. you as an engineer because I only see you as a comic. 
Well, that's nice. I mean, I mean, not that I'm not saying you're not smart. Right, right. Some of your stuff is very yeah, smart. Thank you. The did other the, stuff is. Did Lance ever yeah. work at Bowling? Just <laughs> <laughs> the janitor. <laughs> did who ever work? At Lance. Oh. <laughs> He's emptied, empty the trash. People oh, be like, okay. Doesn't that guy yeah. kind of look like me? Like, hey, still burning yeah. the midnight oil. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Lance. So take it easy. Did he dance while he threw the trash? Of course. I mean, yeah. obviously. I guarantee that. Boeing, they've thought, hey, if we can figure yeah. out how to get these aerodynamics of that pelvic thrust no. into these planes, we'll be so ripping Canada off in no time. So much, yeah. Do you think Lance will make an appearance here? Uh, maybe, yeah. Okay. You never know. He's a elusive guy to get. He might. It's not easy to get, yeah. I know. It's a tough I one. I sent him a bunch of messages uh-huh. and I got zero response. Yeah, I probably went into his other folder on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> how do you get to that other it's folder by tricky. the way i have no idea i think you go to message they keep on changing it you go to message requests this is a troubleshooting podcast now. you go to, <laughs> sorry, you go to message we get one afghanistan and then, guy and we ask some questions and then you go to unfiltered i believe and then they'll they'll pop up are you serious yeah, yeah. I, I never Thank knew about you. him until like a year ago someone said something so i went you click on messages and then then it was like uh I can't remember what the people subheading was, so- but yeah. I clicked on it and it was just like a bunch of messages from people that were like, hey, I saw you at the comedy store. You're really funny. That's still kind of nice. Would you be interested in doing something? It was like from four years <laughs> earlier. You go, let's do it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. Is that opportunity <laughs> still available? We should respond to all those. That yeah. sounds like can a killer we, show can, in Riverside. Can, can we still do that web series? <laughs> Is it still free pasta? I know I'm diabetic, but this sounds too good to be true. <laughs> Little Italy and Corona. So your parents were kind of, well, they were pissed in the beginning, but I don't know how you did stand up at night in school during the day. Well, I was living at home. So the only time I had to do stand up was really on the weekends, but I was in Seattle and you can get a lot of time. So I was doing, I was doing like two 20 minute sets maybe on Friday and then same thing on a Saturday. So people who come to LA and do it every day, they might be piecing together five minute sets here. Three here. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So like overall it was still kind of a wash. So during the week, I was just doing school. On the weekends, I would do stand-up. And yeah, they were just really... What clubs did you work over there? I would do... There was this place called Laughs. It's in a different location now, but it was part of the Ramada Inn Okay, when I was coming up. The Ramada Series. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous, but it was a great show. Sometimes, I mean, you guys know this as comedians, that some great shows can be in the oddest of places that oh, you wouldn't think like on yeah. paper, they don't make sense as why they should be good shows. Right. Right. But yeah, it was a good one. And then giggles uh, in the U district by university of Washington. Laughs oh. and giggles. <laughs> What's funny is the new laughs is in the giggles old location. No. Wow. And giggles, uh, it turned into a strip club. And it was and then it was called Jiggles. Yes. No. Yeah. You're but now, that no, up. I'm not. They're like, can we up. just change a few letters and keep the sign as totally, is? Totally, totally. And now it's back to a comedy club. But you save money, and then all they uh-huh. had to do is switch that sign up a little bit. It's almost very fitting. Like, there's not a lot of difference between a stand-up place and a strip club. Absolutely, yeah. we're like one set away. Mm-hmm. I know I am from stripping. We're one pole so. away. Just the <laughs> mic stand has to connect to the ceiling, and that's it. <laughs> I I would. I would happily perform every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, regardless of whether it's a comedy club or a strip club. There you go. We just call it Dong Tastics, <laughs> uh-huh. and we just get up there. You know, I just give them the most average give show them, possible. Give them what they want. Yeah, I we used to do a lot of like uh, 
Cheetahs. We used to do a stand up oh, Cheetahs. Yeah. Did there Ari was a have lot. His uh, storytelling was done there. Yes, that's right. Ari did his, but before that, Triple used to run a show there. I think it was the Naughty mm-hmm. Show. Yeah, I think Naughty so. Show. Yeah. I never and was then, invited, but I think that's right. Oh, it was so cool. And then the girls would be like, "Stay and watch us." And I'm like, "Okay." How are they? They watched me. Now I yeah. You return my, the favor. That's yeah. kind of an interesting thing. Sometimes so. comics, desperate comics, will be like, "Hey, come see my set." <laughs> Our strippers like, oh, "See me work the pole." <laughs> Do you have any ones? Just come, yeah. <laughs> like, Is there bringer stripper shows? Like, <laughs> hey, bring 20 people to come see me do my thing. You can go up last. <laughs> yeah. You can take your clothes off if you bring 20 people. The girl, Holy other girls shit. need your crowd, so if we'll you have only, you headlined. If you only bring 10 people, you can only take your top off. Yeah. You can't take the bottom. That's a good deal. I think it is. I'm a... I think, I think I know I'm onto 10 a new people. thing. This <laughs> bring, stripper bringers. Bringers. Yeah. Oh, so, and the strippers are terrible, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How yeah. dare you? How'd she get up there? I'm Dude, a good oh, stripper. It's a bringer stripper. Good show. strippers <laughs> w- would never subject themselves to that. Oh, are you kidding? That's a bringer show. I'm not at, doing like, that. At like the prime strip clubs yeah. too. Uh-huh. Like when you see a show at the they store. Just, and no, no, they, like, they pay to strip. I would do it. I mean, Very they pay the booker to strip. <laughs> it really brings the the basic idea of who's more desperate, the yeah. stripper community or the comedians. Because well, we might beat them out. That's a close that's very, call. Yeah, even. Who's needier? Who Whoa. needs attention more? It's r- the right kind of attention. <laughs> Who got less hugs? Yeah. I well, guess is what we could call that show. Uh, so your parents, they weren't happy that you were a stripper. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> You did it only on the weekends to pay for college. <laughs> to, pay, <yeah. laughs> to become an engineer. Just to pay for my That's textbooks. They were covering college. I had to oh, Jesus. strip for my textbooks. I was, uh, I was wasting my college career uh, as a film student at the University of Kansas, the very prestigious film That's school. That's what I wanted to do. At first, yeah, when, I, when I was trying to go to college or picking my degrees and stuff, I wanted to do theater at first. And yeah. They were like, no. I'm glad that they did this because... You don't need those degrees to do what we want to do. Yeah. So, I wish someone would have been like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a complete waste of time. You don't need to do this. <laughs> yeah. But but I would have been doing that if my parents didn't uh, put the kibosh on it. Yeah. See, I had those those foolish uh-huh. uh, 60s and 70s generation middle America parents that uh-huh. were like, you can do whatever you want. If film student is, is your dream, then that's what you're going to do and you'll be the next Spielberg. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, cool. Wow. Okay. And then I got to film school in Kansas and it was ridiculous. It was like, um, all right, so today, since we still don't have any equipment, uh, we're going to watch <laughs> Citizen Kane again. I want everyone to notice the shadowing. It's a really impressive amount of shadowing in this. And then just me sitting in class like, why the fuck almost, are we watching this again? It was like a $20,000 AMC ticket. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I was shown one hell of a movie. Citizen Kane probably seven different times in uh, different classes. No. I'm like, we're not watching this again, are we? Yeah, I could have just bought this DVD. Yeah, I mean, it really would have saved time. I had this great professor. And by great, I mean the most ridiculous human being of all time. Okay. Uh, Mr. Tibbetts. <laughs> and he was like a local film critic in the Kansas City area. And so... He looked like a walrus, and he was just a general idiot. I am the walrus. He, yes. he wishes he was. <laughs> um, he had the strangest opinions. He got to vote on the Oscars because he was a, a accredited That's critic. A um, I remember him telling us the year that American Beauty won that he thought it was a terrible movie and that he was much more in favor of the 
movie Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> no, for I real? To God. Wow. Tell he's me he's about, an Oscar voter? Yeah. Tell me about how it was like genuinely trying to argue like this is a better movie. I'm like, uh-huh. isn't that the LL Cool J like, shark movie? I cried when LL stabbed <laughs> his his cross through the shark's eye. When LL explained Einstein's theory of relativity by saying simply that you get your hands on a hot pan and a second feels like an hour, but you get your hands on a hot woman and an hour feels like a second. That's when I knew this movie was transcendent. Yeah. Wow. Um, he might have a point. I might have to revisit that. <laughs> Blue Sea. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was his thing. I'm just like, I can't believe I'm learning from this asshole. <laughs> and so then, uh, like a year later, I had a different class with him. And I'm sitting there. It was like a Wednesday night class. You met mm-hmm. for like four hours on Wednesday nights. And in the auditorium next to us, uh, Pablo Francisco was doing comedy nice. for Latino Heritage Night uh-huh. or something. And... Uh, you could hear the sound of him doing comedy, and Tibbetts just kept getting so mad and flustered. What is going on? This is <laughs> this is a learning environment, and he just disappeared. And he's uh, uh, making noises yeah, in, the other like, room. <laughs> in a world where <laughs> teachers are in a world. <laughs> so Tibbetts dis. I'll, I'll be right back. The ten fifteen minutes go by, and finally everyone's just like, "Fuck this! I'm leaving." I'm so everyone starts problem. leaving, and. uh the next day in the Daily Kansan, the college newspaper, the front page is uh, KU professor embarrasses himself in front of uh, oh. speaker. And I guess he went in and started screaming at Pablo Francisco. That <gasps> he was ruining the academic environment and all this stuff. And he's like, dude, they're paying me to be here. And he's like, well, they should get their money back because you're ruining a perfectly good class. And the class I was taking was something ridiculous. It was like... Uh, Walt Disney and the commodification of American culture, or uh-huh. like oh, okay. some sort of class they were trying yeah. to make it like, oh no, Disney is important, it's very important. Um, yeah. And see, so, yeah, I was I was so excited, and I had already started doing stand up at that point, so I knew obviously who, who he was. Who he was? I'm just like, God, I wish I would have yeah. been in that other room. He was probably doing impressions at him. Oh yeah, like of him to and, to his face, and like all just, of his quotes were great. It was like, I don't know, he just seemed like the drunk, crazy uncle. <laughs> you know, he, he he was very upset. I tried to. I tried to keep him calm, but at the same time, I was kind of mocking him to his face, so he kept getting angrier. <laughs> just a play-by-play, a very even edge. Yeah. Just... And in my mind, it was like, that's the side I want to be on. Yeah. I want to be in that guy. I'm, I want to be on the right side yeah. of history. <laughs> this one. Who? Uh, what college did you go to? University of Washington. Ooh. Just lost dog. recently, so. Yes. Yeah, very, uh, very good tough. Team, that's tough. Uh, KU won a game this year, so oh, cool. it's our oh, first wow. one in three Rats. years. Feeling pretty good. We got snubbed by the playoff yeah. committee. I went to Temple. We did pretty decent this year. Damn. Do you guys still got Cosby on your team? Well, yeah. He's a Damn sleep man. specialist. <laughs> he, he gives everybody yeah. a good nap. They all sleep well. They if wake you, up. If you notice, the team is spent. well rested. Yeah, they're yeah. very well yeah. rested. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. So he's he's on it for us. <laughs> so when did you? How did you get into the comedy store or whatever? Um, the first time I came down, I think it was relatively soon to when I first moved to Long Beach. So I trekked up and and uh, I tried to do the sign up, you know. Oh, like and, the regular. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were we still Sunday and Monday or just? I think it was, it was. Yeah, it was definitely Sunday and Monday still. Okay. So names in a bucket, put it in there. And then didn't get drawn. Second time didn't get drawn. And I was like, I just can't do this. This doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, it's below I you. can't drive all the way. Not that it's below me. It's well, just I live, minutes, I live yeah. too far away for this to be a viable thing. Yeah, I was doing it from Manhattan Beach, so it wasn't uh-huh. much better. But I, I didn't have anything to do. And then so. later, 
as I've been here, you learn that it really doesn't happen that way just by uh, names in a bucket. You just got to be around. And yeah. It is part names in a bucket, but it's part relationships as well. Your name will always be picked if you're uh, known and not insane. Right, right. <laughs> so I just kind of gave up on, on coming to this place. And then somebody, I would do spots in different places like OC and then also Hollywood. And somebody hit me up and they were like, oh, my friend runs a show at the comedy store. And I threw your name out there. Said so you're really good. And then it sounded like it might be a bringer, but I was... You I weren't really, told I, to bring anyone. I wasn't told. It was like this this implicit thing. They don't just flat out say it. And I didn't really have a lot of friends to invite. And even if I did, I, it's not my thing. I don't do that. Yeah. So I was like, I'll do this show. I'm not going to bring anybody. Sure, I'll burn this bridge. <laughs> yeah. But at least I'll get up once right. before this right. bridge is no longer there. So I drive up. And it was in the main room, I think. And then oh, wow. they just uh, kept on bumping me. They're like, all right, since you didn't bring anybody, I'm going to have to um, put you on towards the end. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Just kept on getting bumped and bumped. And then. Was this like a Matt Taylor show? I There's a name. I'm not going to tell who it is. But oh, okay. You guys know who it is. That was on purpose. So, yeah. Don't and, worry. We and, have a disclaimer. And, You're allowed to say the true. names. We got in a lot of trouble for this We got in trouble already. for all the shit talking. So oh, really? you're, I mean, free to, you're free to say whoever you want. Okay. I'll take credit for it. But go on. <laughs> so then towards the end, I was waiting around for a long time because they kept on saying. Uh, Two more than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, then, and then he goes, oh, look, because you didn't bring anybody, I, I can't let you up. It just it wouldn't be fair to everybody else who brought people. And I'm like, Okay. And then I just drove home to Long Beach. And oh, I was, my God. It's like, oh, yeah, what's the point? Just, I can't just believe say, you. Just tell me that as soon as I get there. Yeah. That I didn't bring anybody like, let me go home. I can't believe you won't just shit on this person's face right now. <laughs> well, my, my thing is like, I, I understand if you didn't bring anybody, whatever, they have to make a living, sure. I guess, or whatever. But don't have what, what is again. the big deal to throw somebody up for 30 minutes? And especially like, at the end, you're already, minutes, you're already yeah. making me wait. Yeah, yeah. Wait, people wait, are wait. walking out. Or just tell you no immediately so you don't right. have to watch a comedy Right, what is show? this power right. trip game because I didn't bring somebody. Um, so then I just, it, this place wasn't really worth my time unless I had some sort of in. I was living too far away. Right. And then the Sportsman's Lodge was a place that was only, yes. you could do things on the weekends. Love it was that. open Friday and Saturday. That on the patio, patio? On the patio, <laughs> yeah. The bus would come by. It's my like, favorite. Is this a Jimmy and Joey show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Jimmy and Joey show and I would go there with Max and Dylan and Dice. And uh-huh. we did it all the time. Yeah. Hilarious. So Every, that was, there was literally nowhere to get up uh, if you were at my level at the time. Yeah. And uh, so I would drive up to was it Studio City. Where, where yeah. Is that? Yeah, it's right. Coldwater in, Canyon. Uh, Coldwater Canyon. Ventura-ish. Yeah. What's that called? Sherman Oaks. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of the. Was, yeah, right across from Ralph's. That's where I live. And <laughs> I met Dalia there. So he was yeah. doing spots there as well. And then somehow he liked my set, even though I'm. I mean, it's on a patio, yeah, and I'm like, just, like beating myself up. I'm like, what? I, I'm not happy with it, but he, he liked it. We became friends, and then he sort of started coming around the store, and that was my reason to hang out. Oh, because okay. Because I think he recently got passed, and then I had a reason to be here now. I could watch my friend go up, and and Tommy, and then, Tommy and, loved him. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and oh. he would always tell me. So, uh, well, you know, thinking about uh, thinking about putting up this guy. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Well, he's a friend of Chris's. There was like a solid two uh-huh. years where Chris Tommy, had a few. Yeah, yeah, Tommy was basing who should be passed based solely on whether or not Dalia recommended them. Yeah, so <laughs> which he, is good. He got yeah. he got me in there, but it still yeah. took a while. I think I was kicking around for two years. 
I'll hang out for him. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a lot of that. Well, and I had a day job, so I'd be hanging out. Right. I just hang out. It's two a.m. and I have work <laughs> at eight a.m. You know what I do? I'm an engineer. Like I do well, need to I, sleep. Yeah. I could before. be an engineer if I wanted to, but I choose this. Okay. <laughs> be the best engineer. I don't think that's real. Tommy. I'm the funniest guy at the club, but no, I choose. And, and then a lot of times, because you would play these these games. Of course. Um. <laughs> a fully grown man and i i would show up and then be like all right a couple more than you and you would never really get a solid answer as to when you're going up and sometimes it just wouldn't happen for you that day yeah and then i talked to him i go like i have a day job at boeing i can't come here and not get up like i'm cool to wait and do all that stuff if i know i'm gonna get up and then and then he was able to do that at least so that i wasn't burning a whole day right yeah and so i would come one of the open mic days because there was Sunday and Monday, I think I would come Sundays, and then at least I would get up, even if it was super late. Yeah. At least I knew I was getting up. Right. And it wasn't a total bust. Yeah. Yeah. Because well. it, it is hard, and he. he to, well. <laughs> and sometimes he would tell people, "I'm going to put you up," you know, "I'm going to put you up," and then he'd disappear. Yeah. And they would be like. I can't find Tommy, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, oh, and then I try to help. I'm like, I think he's doing the lineups upstairs and then he wouldn't be there. Yeah. Like, and people would be like, he told me I could go up. And then they'd be trying to tell the, the MCs, I promise he said it. And they're like, well, you know, he says that to everybody. Did I yeah. ever not let you go up when he said you could go up? I don't think so. Because he used Why to. Why did you do that? He, oh. he'd have me, he'd, I would host like twice a year maybe three times a year okay. and then he'd, I'd get there and he'd be like well I told so and so and so and so and so and so they'd get up <laughs> and I'd be like alright well, I mean if, if I have time I'm like well there's some people here that I said I'd put up but I don't want to give them spots and that's why I gave you the spot because I need you to just make sure they understand they're not ready untalented coordinator I guess <laughs> Well, I, I, I can't say no to people. I got six people lined up who have no talent. And I need you to just crush their soul. I've got six people, and I told them they've got what it takes, and I need you to tell them they don't. They don't have what it takes. And they, they would. They'd be like, well, I, I just talked to him like 20 minutes ago, and he would be nowhere to be found. I'd be like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. I can't get He would up. disappear. Yeah. And I, I used to feel so bad for people because I'd be like, why did he just say no? Uh-huh. And he just couldn't. Yeah, he was a bit it's of true. an enigma. But, yeah. but anybody who's in that position is getting hit up by so many people it's got to be such a tough thing um he did leave me a really nice voicemail over the break which is kind of i haven't heard from him forever yeah but he left this really nice i gotta call him back and just say you know thank you for that but not bad huh what the yeah, greeting, he, greetings he, he, from buffalo yeah oh is that where buffalo. he's at right now yeah uh, okay wow. yeah, he, he he's been making the rounds multiple people have been uh saying they called my one of my favorite things he does is he calls the comedy store mm-hmm and uh, I guess when he left, they didn't have caller ID on the phones. Oh, now they do. And they yeah. do now. So sometimes he'll call, and if he's already spoken to that person, he just hangs up. But he'll call like five times during the shift. And they're just like, what? Why does he keep calling? Oh, no. And then whoever answers. That, may, that makes my heart break. Whoever answers, I'll be like, well, I'm calling because I wanted to talk to you. At least he called your personal phone, so you yeah. know he was hoping to talk yeah. to you. But like some of these door guys are like, I, I, I met him one time. I don't I don't know why he's calling me. Uh-huh. Like, he's not really calling you. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of feel sorry for these younger comics who don't know the mythology or yeah, really know that. Because uh, like for a long time, it was uh, it's crazy. I can't believe people don't know Mitzi. They don't know the power of 
Oh, yeah. I don't performing see, for Mitzi. I don't know that. Right. And, uh, but then there's a, a Tommy generation that now has passed as well. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he, in his mind, I think, was bigger than Mitzi. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and they they only know Tommy. They don't know me. And then now I people know Mitzi only know Adam. Tommy. Well, <laughs> I only know Tommy doing Mitzi. Well, Mitzi was talking about you. Yeah, she was said. She? Yeah, she said she but really I've never met her. Give opportunities to Crystalia's friend. Uh, he's Middle Eastern. Uh, no, but even though Stalia vouched for me and everything, it was still a real slog for me to to get of into course. this place. Oh yeah. And then, and then even the spots I would get, I was doing late night forever for so long. Well, that's a Mitzi. That is a something that I think he took from Mitzi because for four or five years, I never had a spot before midnight. Uh huh. Easily. And then it yeah. became like but yeah, mine wasn't even that. Mine was like later. It was just like to the point where Adam was even chiming in, and other people were like, "Why? Why is he doing well, late night this long?" His beats are right for that time. <laughs> his beats. I do. I value. Uh, late night, and I I know that sure. I needed it, and I think it's great for comics, but uh, I don't know if I needed that much of it. Yeah, every once I'm, in a while, that was my I'm problem. At least four years in, uh-huh. the late night I, thing. I always felt like <laughs> if you're going to give me three spots a week, and two of them are at one in the morning, mm-hmm. I should get one spot on like a Tuesday at like eleven. Right. And whenever I tell, well, I just don't think I don't think you're ready. <laughs> and I'd be like, God damn it! Why am I bringing this guy pot? He's giving me terrible spots. Forget him. No pot for him. Yeah. You didn't even have to bring him pot. Yeah, you just I, came had in. Nothing, you had I had nothing to offer. With the luxurious Cristalia, who uh, I showed the Delia Chris. Yeah, because um, we used to hang at the Haha all the time. That mm-hmm. was our spot. Yeah, like because you pay. I think he paid five dollars, and he put you up, and then he'd be like, "Oh, I recorded your set. You can have it for twenty dollars." And I'd be like, "Who has?" That kind of money. Yeah. And so who we wants just... their haha set? <laughs> yes. I guess when you're young, I would have wanted. Mine. I think I have like three or four yeah. of them, but I because I caved. Like, let me see how bad this really is. Yeah. And then he even would give it to you in a napkin, and oh, so Chris nice. and I would make fun of, like, oh, thank, thank you. And the napkin would be flying. <laughs> we're we're gonna go home and watch this, yeah. you know, <laughs> if it doesn't scratch before we get a home. Nice napkin case. Yes. I only got up once at the haha. I it's went there cool. probably five times, and each time I got that, we'll put you on in a little bit, and uh-huh. then eventually the. But if you we're pay, you're you guaranteed, up. and that's kind of what I liked about the haha. Is that at least guaranteed. everything was on the up and up? Yeah, yeah. I like don't think here you could you... pay, but I don't. In my oh, time maybe. at the haha, uh, there wasn't any paying to get up because I would have gladly paid five dollars for stage time at that point. Yeah, I think it was just like a, it was kind of an open mic. At least that's what, like the other comics that I knew there were people I knew from doing open mics around town. Yeah. And, uh, but it was just a bunch of nobodies. And then there was like eight to 15 people in the crowd. They seemed generally kind of unhappy that they were at the comedy <laughs> uh-huh. show. All right. Yeah. And the comedy was terrible. So, I mean, I guess rightly so. But multiple times I went there. And again, I was going from Manhattan Beach to Studio or, uh, is it Studio City? Uh, no, North, North, North Hollywood. North Hollywood, yeah. No ho. Yeah, so I'd drive up there and not get a spot. After wait like three hours. Yeah, that's the be worst. furious. Yeah, see, I don't, that's terrible. That's why I'm saying like coming here and standing and sitting. That that's hard. The haha, I remember specifically. If we gave the five dollars, we were guaranteed. Yeah. So and I think uh, what was that other one? Marty's. 
Did you ever Marty's, do Marty's? I hear about it. I don't think I've been Marty's was $5 mm-hmm. too. And then he took, he would take our pictures and put them on the wall. <laughs> I like how they give you these tiny slices of things to make you yeah. feel like it's value. You're getting your money's Look, worth. Look, your picture's on the yeah. wall. Yeah, but $90 at Marty's. to perform this month. Yeah, so. Is your head show up here? No, it's, it's up at Marty's though. <laughs> It's not really That's a headshot. I'm, I'm not on the store. I'm at Marty's. Yeah. <laughs> but so what year did you start? Stand up? So you you had all this experience before you got to yeah. the store pretty much. Yeah. I mean, even when I came to LA, I'd been four years in already. Right. So okay. So I knew how to write a joke and everything. Part of it was just building relationships and starting in a new town. Yeah. There was still growth to be had, but a lot of it was just you're in an entirely new market. So you showcased for Tommy, not Mitzi. Like you, she never yeah, came in yeah. and saw you. Yeah, it was for Tommy. And how how did that? When did you do that? Uh, what did I do? I think I did it in the main room. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Did they record it or he watched? I it? think they record. Yeah, they recorded it, and then he, he claimed that like Mitzi saw the tape. Well, yes. Mitzi watched your tape. She thinks she got potential. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's. I remember him t- sitting with them. Like, we were smoking pot or something, and him telling a couple. Well, Mitzi watched your tape. I think they were like, hey. Did Mitzi ever uh, see my showcase tape? Well, Mitzi watched her tape. She wasn't happy. <laughs> Just being like, this is so awkward to sit here. Really? What she, I did great. What didn't she like? Well, she just said it didn't feel real. And then watching people just be like, man, fuck this. But I, I don't think she really watched the tape. <laughs> yeah. my mind, but I'm she like, would sometimes. He would sit there and this? play it for Turn it to Fox yeah. News. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> okay, that may have happened a few times. Well, Mitchie said you're not as good as Fox News. But with Dalia, we showcased <clears throat> together. and She just he, went PJ voice. In the, yeah. oh, sorry about that. I got excited about Dalia. I get <laughs> yeah, choked that up. That happens. But we were in the main room. Same shit. Like uh-huh. I think it was like during Kathy Lewis's. Like yeah. he, they just threw us on in right. the beginning. And monsters, those yeah, two, Kathy and, and Vargas, monsters. Mitzi, she's got great. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, Mitzi did come to the show, and she told Tommy, "Thank God they recorded it because Tommy was like really pushing to get Chris passed." Uh-huh. And Tommy said, uh, "Well, how did Chris do?" And she goes, "He was filthy." Oh, really? And so Tommy came flying in the kitchen, and he's like, "Eleanor, did you see Chris? Was was he filthy?" And I was like. No, not at all. She mixed them up. Oh. She mixed somebody up. So she rewatched the tape, and I believe that's how Chris got in. Oh, he's wow. good. Yeah, because it wasn't him. It was somebody else on the thing. But I'm not saying Chris wasn't dirty. Yeah, yeah, that'd be weird. That yeah. would be. If only he had his long hair back then. There right? wouldn't have been that confusion. <laughs> I, I love this. I love Tommy telling. Was it Santino who told us Tommy? Oh, <laughs> Tommy, yeah. well, long hair is working for Crystal. Yeah, yeah. think about it. <laughs> Santino was like, yeah, I don't really do long hair. I love the 80s suggestions to comedy. <laughs> like, you should wear a beret. Have you ever considered a tambourine? <laughs> Has anybody done that to you? No, no one's ever. Oh, yeah. okay. I got the Jamie Masada told yeah. me to wear my baseball hat sideways. <laughs> really? And that, it would make it funny. No, no, you put your hat to the side. It would be very funny. I'm like... Yeah, I don't. I don't feel Isn't like. Isn't it amazing my that advice is, like that would work in the eighties? Sure, that would be your thing. Shit, I might. I've, I might have more success if I would have listened to him. Yeah, it's hard to say. You think Do it's going to make a, a comeback? Hat? Just like sticky uh, clothing like, items. I think like Eddie like, Griffin used to wear the big hats. Oh yeah, I, I think I would, might do it. I think we should bring it back. Just, yeah. just maybe just everything's normal. Your material's normal, but you just have elf shoes on. <laughs> Uh, there you go. You got a new yeah, character. Yeah. I, That's I, not even a character. It's just like he's known for wearing elf you. shoes. Yeah. I yeah. spent um, probably about three weeks 
and probably around right around the time you showed up, like uh-huh. 2007 to 2009. Uh, my buddy Mark had just moved out here, and he yes. had a he had a Nintendo Power Glove. Oh, nice! And uh, so we we cut the wire off, so it was attached to nothing, and I just wore it, and I would never address <laughs> it, and I would always perform comedy in a Nintendo Power Glove. Wait, wait would that be your mic hand? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. you want to showcase? Yeah, you want to make sure people boy. see it. Uh-huh. And like, I just wouldn't address it, and I'd get off stage, and he would think it was so funny. He'd be like so great people have to wonder what the fuck is wrong with you I'm like probably <laughs> let me get at the end you address it you go sorry I broke my hand like, like <laughs> that's, that's my like guys. Guys. yeah it's a Nintendo power glove sorry I hurt my hand so rad <laughs> that is the creepiest I don't remember that at all yeah I was probably too nervous trying to pretend I was a comic it had a fake autograph from Fred Savage on it no. that my buddy Mark signed no. I, I love that it's a fake Fred autograph Savage. of Fred Savage like, like it's fake and you still don't aim higher. Yeah. yeah. Like Freddy that. Savage. You, 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 you can do Michael Jordan. <laughs> you could, you well, go. you went Freddy Savage because the Power Glove was introduced on the hit uh, Nintendo movie, The uh, Wizard. That's right. Oh. I, I, did, I do remember watching that. Um, so, yeah. I, I did not watch that. but Yeah. I mean, Come on. Freddy Savage, Christian Slater. I mean, that thing was a timepiece. You're probably right. Yeah. I, it was a horrible movie, if I remember correctly. But I think at the time, I loved it. I, I as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, I thought this will be hilarious. I'll do this forever. And then Everybody after three weeks, I'm like, it. I'm not going to do this ever again. <laughs> well, sure. Now you're a prop comic and you're walking yeah. around with this friggin' hand. Well, that you don't address. I, again, prop comedy is probably the way I could have gone. True. Did your, did your comedy change? Like when you started, were you still doing similar comedy to what you do now or yeah although the store changed me i would say (laughs) it does that yeah i would say late night or that or can make you a great comic or like a toxic (laughs) person absolutely it could go either way yeah it's not an easy take it one one of two ways (laughs) and it i've always been able to write a joke like that's been uh something that's come naturally to me from since i started doing comedy but i think what the or was good for was just allowing me to be a person on stage and just sort of living and breathing in the moment and that, going, I mean, going off script. and that is, that is the thing I think most people learn in that room specifically. Because if you go up there, they some sort of a fake out, persona, oh, you will yeah. be chewed to pieces. Mm-hmm. That so. stuff will fly in a stacked room. You yeah. can just do your bits as if you were doing, in them, doing them in a mirror. But in the OR, yeah. uh, like real is king. Yeah, for Over sure. jokes even. Yeah. Shit, yeah. I've watched people, well, I've watched myself bomb horrendously. Yeah, and that'll still happen sometimes. <laughs> you just don't connect with an audience mm-hmm. and it's just... Uh, that bomb sweat is so good. It's the greatest learning room. <laughs> people people used to always give me so much shit because I'd go up and I would do just better than not bombing and people would be like, you got to stop telling jokes. And I'd be like, what? I thought I did fine. They're like, no, it's horrible. You're way funnier standing at the back door. And I'd be like, oh. And I would just get depressed and then think about it until I got my next one thirty in the morning spot where I went up and just ate comedy ass again. <laughs> eventually, it, it worked out. But yeah. did you it do, taught me. It taught you. It just taught me how to. Be real. Yeah, to, to be me, not to be what I thought a comic should be. Yeah. To be who I am. And, you know, a lot of the comedy I did when I started was. I was basically impersonating 
comics I oh, liked right. and saw. Not that I was like sounding like them, but mm-hmm. my joke writing was basically written in a cadence that was right for them. Yeah, I would say that when I first started or came around here, uh, my stuff at the time was more. I was more presentational. I would have these jokes, and it was I was kind of like a guy doing the jokes. Um, but then doing the OR sometimes when there's five people and it's two a.m. <laughs> That makes no sense. Yeah. And you have to be real. And you learn there's nothing matters. There are no stakes. Yep. You could sit on the stool. You could talk to this guy. Yeah. An idea or an old joke can float into your mind and you can say it. Right. And it's just, it's much looser. Yeah. And then that carries over into every other show that you do. And it just, you carry that OR with you everywhere you go now. Confidence to know that you can do good in the worst room yeah. in America. No- yeah. Nothing will ever be. Uh, you will have seen it all in the OR. Yeah. So yeah. nothing will surprise you anywhere else you go. Right. Yep. It's like swinging with five bats. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I usually do. <laughs> right. Uh, you have to. <laughs> yeah, because that room really just takes whatever. You, like, I've come in there and I'm like, oh, I wrote this new joke today. I'm going to do it. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what's and you better happen. bury it deep after a lot of yeah. happiness because <laughs> you know, I always t- talk about, like, Watching people in the OR, I saw a lot of comics go from being okay to being really good comics. And I watched comics who are known nationally as like the biggest comics in the country go in there and just eat ass. I've seen that. I watched Dane Cook bomb so hard in front of like 20 people. And, you know, Tommy basically was begging him to come to the store and start performing. And so he said he would. And he came by for like, 11.30 11.30 set on a Wednesday and all the comics went in to watch because we were all like, what's this motherfucker doing at our club? Mm-hmm. And he went up and it was just so high energy and over the top and the room was just like people looking at him like, what the fuck what is, is wrong this? with this guy? He said, <laughs> you know my favorite song is Sports Chalet. Sports Chalet. The crowd's like, dead silent. We're all loving it. And just Jay Davis. Oh man, that's great, dang. Good one, buddy. <laughs> just being like, God, I love this room. I watch Robin Williams go up in the main room and just crush, and then come over to the OR, try and do the same set, and just nay, nay. crickets. And him being like, anytime I need to remember, <laughs> I should be working harder at comedy. I just got to perform in here. <laughs> just being like, but isn't he a store guy? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just been away from you forget. the OR. Yeah. 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 The beats. Uh... I, I think he performed almost exclusively at Cobb's Comedy Club at that point. Yeah. Up in San Francisco. He was down here doing something for a movie, mm-hmm. went up in some packed bringer show in the main room and did great because everyone was so excited to see Robin Williams. funny when you go on a bringer show? You're maybe sure. one of two actual comic bringers <laughs> and then the response you get, you're like, oh, these people are starving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're starving they just watch for their real friend. comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, they can't do enough to kill a, to get through it <laughs> so yeah. not when they see a good one. That's how I got fired from the the Kathy and Vargas show was I kept addressing the level of comedy that was going on. That's so bad. And then after they really fired him. After the first, after the first comic I got talked to, uh-huh. and then after the second comic I got sternly talked to, and after the third comic they told me that I was being relieved of my duties. I was like, look, I'm just saying what the crowd's thinking. They're like, it's not positive, man. We need to pay you a pizza. And I was like, all right. I'm Wait, out of here. Have you ever been fired from a comedy job uh, for being too real? No, <laughs> no not for. <laughs> that's, that's this is great, what keeping it real yeah, yeah. goes bad. Yeah, I was too, too nice. real. You're too nice. Yeah, yeah, you I are. Can, 
friendly yeah. guy, likable. You know, that's true. Thank I don't remember guys. when I saw you first. I just knew uh, this guy is going to be giant. I don't know. Well, I don't know if that's true, but thank you. No, it's going to be. Uh, yeah, we'll I think it's pretty accepted amongst the community. Oh yeah, uh, you yes. guys have meetings. Yeah, we do. We have little meetings about who's going to pass us. Uh, Listen. I don't know. <laughs> I spend as much time talking shit about people as possible, and you have yet to come up in conversation That's a in a negative big way. Feat. Every time people talk about you, it's like he's funny. Uh, then they say nice things, but you're a good guy, stuff like that. I'm always like fucking <laughs> you, funny. You go, what the fuck does that have to do with it? Yeah, like, hey, we should start rumors about how awful yeah. he is. Yeah, is no. And also, uh, because you are funny. It's great when people will go through because people love to play the "What do you think of so and so" game with me because it's ninety nine percent. Oh yeah, you'll get, you'll get the <laughs> yeah. straight shooter. That's yeah, it's fun about they it. They get to feel. I'll go. Just oh, ask he's funny. Kathy Lewis. Go, he's funny. I go, yeah. They go. Oh okay. And then in their mind, it's like I don't know where to go from here. Now I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and unlike like if I say, "Yeah, Delia is funny," people will get mad. Like, what? D- you think Delia is funny? I'll be like, "Hey, he does great." Yeah. Oh man! Like they want to start something. They yeah, they names love out. to yeah, start. Yeah. When you showcase, did you kill, die? How I forget. Go? You know, it doesn't really. really yeah, you I blocked really, it. I blocked Good for it. you. And I don't recall if I got passed after that showcase or if it was a. Uh, a couple had, weeks yeah, went by. Yeah, I think a couple weeks went by. She just got around to watch. I do remember. <laughs> the, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Maybe that's what the phone call uh-huh. was. Oh man, she just rewatched your showcase. <laughs> You're ready for no, earlier spots. She takes away my pass. <laughs> I finally, saw her do it. got around to it. I saw her take away someone's passport. <laughs> yeah, she saw an old Aaron Cater CD and well, thought it was new. Oh no way! No, no, no! I'm saying like that's why I got passed. She I just saw it. like an old one. She thought uh, that uh, just angered me. What? No, comparing the two of yes. them. Well, you know, because I, think for, funny, a, I yes. think for a long time, because uh, Tommy has weird ways of passing people. I think it, I wasn't getting passed for a while because he thought I might be too similar to Aaron Cater. And that's purely a visual thing because he has like, a colors of the rainbow type thing. Right, it's like, called right, racism. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, we call it racism. Like we've, yeah, we've got a white guy, we've got a black guy, we've got yeah. a, well, we already have a variety of comics. And, and me and Aaron Cater, I think in his mind, filled the same spot. Well, mm-hmm. uh, until he saw enough of me to realize that uh, we were very different things. We got a regular sized ethnic. Because okay? we were we were similar brown guys with curly hair. I think just <laughs> upon first glance, right. if we don't talk, I would never put. You guys in this yeah, game. I mean, either, and, but in all honesty, I like, could see Aaron, him doing it. I agree that that yeah, is a possibility. I, just, yeah, right. I heard through the grapevine. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I don't know. There's, yeah, yeah, because that happens to people where he he was doing that where he's too similar to this one. Like I think it was uh, Mark Ellis and Jerry Roach. They kept uh, saying that they were too similar, and he's. I was like, Jerry wait a minute, Roach. Jerry Rocha? Rocha is that how you say? I, I love don't know him. Who that is. He's a really funny guy from Dallas. Hilarious. But I was like, this guy's killing. And they were like, he's too much. Sounds too much like Mark Ellis. And I'm like, I've never. I wouldn't put these two together yeah, ever. You would never dream. Yeah. And but after hearing their voices, I was like, oh shit, they do kind of uh, sound alike. We already have one of those. <laughs> but what? I was like, Tommy, they're completely different styles of stand-up uh-huh. just because their cadence is similar what do you i don't get it but i would not not with you and uh and and cater does great he's right. a killer that's different but i would i put you in a completely separate 
Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Pure when you fear. first said, I'm like, I don't understand that, but knowing Tommy, I think it's the visual it. thing. Yeah. Sometimes he, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. That, he, that is, is he what it was. Palestinian? Yeah, I believe he's like yeah. half Palestinian, half something, yeah. half Mormon. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. I know he has something great. I just yeah. that's the only one of his bits I remember is I'm half Palestinian, half Mormon. Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> and no one ever big cheered, response. guys. Big response. No one ever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, um, so I, that's terrible that he put you in that fucking lump eh, but it just takes a while to Mitzi would have that. passed you as part of the axis of evil uh, oh my god group you if you had been here like oh, man. seven years earlier she didn't name axis of evil but she you called know, it Arabian Nights Arabian Nights <laughs> and they they all got passed on the same night so that's why I say I don't know how I feel like, about that because I, I feel like I'm adjacent of I'm, I'm yes. in this other lane yeah, um, I agree it's great and I, I love those guys but uh, you, and you are but in Mitzi's mind it would have just been like oh wait wait what country is his uh, origin oh we need one yeah, yeah. I would have been so young at the time. Maybe I just would have done it and not. Yeah. Sure, they yeah. made some good money. I mean, they, Sam Tripoli did the show. He and, would sneak and, in and there, pretended yeah. he mm-hmm. just had jokes about how he was Syrian, just so <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. he yeah, could yeah. get included. And she passed him <laughs> under that assumption. No, I think she just assumed he was Syrian, so he went with it. He well, was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think they told him like, yeah. "Mitzi thinks you're Syrian," and so he wrote a bit. Include yeah. it so he could open up with like, yeah, my family's from Syria. I wanted to oh, do this God. thing because I'm I'm a little racially ambiguous. If uh, I just wrote all these jokes so I can get on different ethnic nights, yes. like yeah. I had my Latino set, I had my yes. Middle Eastern set, I would have, and I think it would be so funny to do. I, it. I never ended up doing it, but that'd be great, especially if you record all of them and then release it. <laughs> yeah, I can be anything you right. want me to be. Ambiguously ethnic, uh-huh. Fahima. Just a way to get booked more in L.A. Absolutely. Do a lesbian show, uh-huh. Wait gay a show. That got weird. <laughs> There's so many specific shows. He put you to do. on a lesbian show. Well, we need a lesbian. <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, you're no longer. Uh, you know, we don't need your services well, anymore. I'm sorry about this. His his advertisement for his uh, video uh, judge thing that he does. That? He like. You can send in a three-minute comedy clip, and he'll respond on video. Popped up on my Facebook oh, today on service? the advertisement oh. on the side. Huh. It was like, wait, why is Tommy's picture on there? And it was I'm like, going to send it to him. Tommy, in all honesty, he was very good to me. I know he was good to Rick. and He, he was, was good, good to me. To it took a while for him to minute, come, come but, around, yeah. but once he started drinking the Kool-Aid, it was, he was really yeah. Really good. Yeah, and now that he has this new thing where I can send my video in, yeah. I'm definitely... Oh, for sure. It was basically the yeah. same thing he used to do down the street at that oh, show. Yeah. On that Charlie I Lover. That yeah, show. yeah. Um, but now, since he's in Buffalo, he has to do it via video. Uh-huh. But I, I just I couldn't believe that it was at being advertised on Facebook, where I was like, what the fuck? He paid, Is he someone spending the money to... He probably paid to have it. That's the best. I've paid to We have should bombard ever. him with videos. Yeah, I'm definitely sending all the pay I know regulars. exactly who to call to get more videos. <laughs> Let's go to the ha ha. <laughs> get a bulk deal. I have twenty dollars. Dude, go I'll do get. it right now. <laughs> well, your beats oh, still aren't right. That's not true. So wait, now okay, so you showcase, you get in, you're get getting in. shitty spots. Yeah, real shitty. Did spots. you quit your job before you were a regular or after? Yeah, kind once of around the a- same time. I think I got passed in 2010, and okay. I had gotten passed after. I got a couple things. I think I had gotten Montreal. I had gotten the the TV thing. What was it? The the Chuck thing happened, and then I think I was on MTV's Disaster Date. Oh, so, okay. okay. Oh yeah, I remember. What that. What was that? Yeah, that's kind of why I had it to leave my cute. job. Yeah. yeah, it was just like it was like boiling points for dating. Oh, okay. You would just be a bad dater. You would do all these things to push their buttons and see how long they lasted on a date. Right. 
So with those things, I think those credits kind of put me over the top, and that's how I got passed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the was, cred- that's scary that the credits get you passed. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I, I know then, how it works. But it's God not always like it. that, though. This place is kind no. of old school that way. So yeah. True. There are some I, people who have credits, and they're still not passed. And, and I, I don't have any credits. <laughs> I've been passed for I'm 12 years. I'm one of the no-credit pass people And Tommy was well. even more... Uh, kind of old school than it yeah. is. Like now it's 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 let up a little bit just yeah. because Adam's more logical and has business savvy when it comes <laughs> how to How dare that. you? Yeah. yeah. It's true. Just it's like true. how can we not have this guy yeah, yeah. play here? Well, that's what Tommy was very angry like you a year ago. You almost have to respect um, the hard line he would take with some of these people though. You're like, yeah. Tommy, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it but wow, my hat's off to you for no, he, holding the line here. He came up to me a year ago. He had been gone for like a year and a half but he was still, he would he would look check the lineups all the time, mm-hmm. and he lived across the street from me, so I'd see him. <laughs> he he came across the street. He looked so mad, and he's walking towards me. I'm just like, oh no, he's mad about something. And just went in and immediately. Said, I don't know what I don't know what David Spade is doing on the lineup. <laughs> we don't need him. I was like, he's fine. He does 15 minutes. He doesn't go over his time. People come. They like seeing him. It, it's fine. Oh, well, see, I didn't know that. Like, oh, then he's totally cool. Yeah, yeah there's like, yeah, totally fine. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it works out well. Oh, well, yeah, see, I just, I don't think he reaches the demographic we're trying to reach. I'm like, pe- people who will pay twenty dollars and a two drink minimum, eighteen to thirty five. I'm like, oh. well, it's it's twenty one and over. But I see what you mean. <laughs> and we're not we're not a television sitcom. <laughs> Well, the advertisers don't want someone that old. And it's true. Well, I mean, in in his defense, he learned from Mitzi, who would right. do the same. She would say no. Mm. If she didn't like you, Louis C.K. could not get in this club. Yeah. And he had an HBO special. Sein- Seinfeld. Seinfeld was here, but she, she passed him. Oh, really? But she didn't give him the spot. He did get passed. He just never got the spot. She just, after she passed him, she kind of reneged, like, mm, he's not mm. doing what I it's thought not real he'd enough. do. Oh. What does that mean, though? Like, where was in he at in world, his career? Who knows? Wasn't he still kind of big at the time? And he just. Uh, I think he was, was just before his show. Before his show. But, then, but he was definitely an unknown comic. Yeah. That's what I heard anyway. Yes. Was like, he told it on the Gary Chandler, uh, when Gary Chandler did his podcast. Uh. They talked about it because they came here. So and then he came here with Sebastian. Yeah, and he talked and about did a, a spot. Bit. And he did his whole set was about that. And I was like, "What are you doing? I, I, yeah, I'm How sorry dare I you disrespect that. her?" St- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's we don't interesting. Need a sign, <laughs> what, it's interesting what she would do. Like, I mean, she would get mad at Dice if if he pissed her off, and she'd ban him at the height of his career. Yeah. She would not let him come here. She did he with Kinnison, too. Yeah, he recorded an album at the Laugh Factory because she would not let him come here. She was pissed at him. She was. It was her club, and it was her rules. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, she would pass you, but then sometimes she'd be like, ah, I fucked that one up. Mm. Like, I wasn't thinking clearly that day. So that's why you see all these names on the wall, and you're like, who the hell is this person? Because she probably passed them. They had a good set, yeah. or maybe two good sets, mm-hmm. and then nothing. So she... She was so... They got lost. Um, so scary when I first showed up here. I was so scared of her. I've never been more scared of any human you being in my life. You almost don't want to showcase for yeah, her, right? I, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, when I showcased, it was to keep my job. It wasn't to be a paid regular. And I just lucked out that she liked me enough. But maybe five, six months after I got passed, I was still working here. And 
this comic named Dave Teitelbaum, who was not great. Um, but he, he got David. yeah, he got a couple of spots a week, and it just he would be, get a lot of commercials. Yeah, it, it, he did. He had that just look like normal guy look or uh-huh. whatever, and he uh, he would get at least two or three spots a week. And I remember watching him and being like, I could be this good. Why why don't I get these spots? And just that bitter, angry young comic uh-huh. thing. And then he I remember coming up here and telling me about how he deserves more spots. And me being like, yeah, you know, it's just it's up to Mitzi. You gotta. And then him communicating to Duncan, who was the talent coordinator at the time, that he felt he deserved more spots. Duncan telling Mitzi, this guy keeps calling me, saying he wants more spots. And she put him on the showcase list again so she could see if he deserved more spots. And he went up and he bombed really bad on like oh. a Tuesday night for nobody. There's open mic night was Tuesday also back then. Uh-huh. And he got off That's stage. How dead we were. And she said, <laughs> you're not passed anymore. (laughs) And he went for getting two spots a week to losing as being a paid regular. And I was like, I didn't know that she could take it away. And I was terrified. Like, Like, I had to make sure I don't go up in front of her. What do you think's going to happen? Like, she's going to be, oh, that was great. Yeah, you get five spots a week now. <laughs> like the best case scenario is ridiculous. Yeah, in a club where there was nobody here ever back then. <laughs> like on a Saturday night, the main room show would have like 35 people in it. Yeah. And the OR would have like 12. And he's like, no, I deserve more spots here. <laughs> like you could get a better crowd at a Starbucks uh-huh. than you could here. To send, so you're better off that you had a... Some people bitch about Tommy. Uh-huh. But dealing with her was pretty tough. Yeah, it was terrifying. I thank God. I, I mean, I she loved you, no. but I dealt with her as a waitress, not a as a comic. That's as a right. comic, she was already kind of tagging out. Mm-hmm. So she did watch me a couple times that night with Chris, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Oh, it's cute." And anybody else say that to me, I'd be like, "Cute," Fuck and you. I'd rape them. You know. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, that <laughs> whoa, came whoa. out wrong, but right. I, you, I get that angry. Is what I'm saying. And so, she, but her saying it. That meant, every, oh, because I've watched her cut off waitresses that became comics that like they'd showcase and she'd be like, get out. Yeah, wow. Can't even get serve drinks here out. anymore. Like, yeah. And I wasn't even working here anymore. Didn't matter. She would, she was never not honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. bye. Brutal. That was her favorite thing to wave to you. And I'd be like, oh my God. I was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I'll she take said cute. it was cute. Yeah, please. She said it was cute. Yeah, I, I watched her basically tell comics to never perform again. Like, not you're not past. Don't ever perform again. Yeah, she was Simon <laughs> Cowell before oh. Simon Cowell. Yeah, oh, it, it was oh, great. Oh, please, Simon Cowell, nothing. Me and uh, Freddie Soto were standing uh, in the hallway one night after her showcase, and we used to, we used to walk her to her car. Freddie used to MC. I'd walk her to her car, make sure she got in her car. And she was driving at this point. Terrifying. So, yeah. yeah. So we'd walk her to her car, make sure I'd, I'd file her papers. Like she, after a showcase, she'd write all the stuff next to it, give it to the, uh, you know, turn it into the office. They give it to the town coordinator. And so we were just, you know, standing in the hallway about to walk out. And this young kid came up and he, you could see his little hopes and dreams. Like a little on stick a bin in a bag. Got the sack. Yeah. Yeah. Hoboing yeah, in with his like, dreams. He was like, hey, uh, Mitzi, thank you for the showcase. Miss Shore, I think he called her. Hey, Miss Shore, thank you for the showcase. And uh, he's like, do you have any advice? Like he was trying to find out if he got passed. Mm. But he was like, do you have any advice for me? And me and Freddie were just like, oh, shit. Like, this guy idiot. has no idea. Yeah. And she just looked at him. She goes, I don't encourage mediocre talent. Bye. <laughs> and me and Freddie, like, we just almost collapsed like fuck and you saw this little kid you saw the blood leave his face and he was like guess i'll just 
get back on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's back to the ha-ha with my five dollars. It was terrible. That guy was uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry. No, Jerry. Oh, come on. <laughs> Can you imagine? And his name was George Carlin. <laughs> Good old Georgie boy. <laughs> but yeah, so she could be ruthless. So it's I, I think Tommy was trying a bridge to, a little bit. Yeah, they, they but were, he no he was trying to replicate that yeah. in a sense i mean he, I would he hear didn't that too. have the it was a different type of frustrating but at the same time it's just in both cases it was someone with with ultimate power yeah like the decision was completely in their hands and so even if their thought process was a hundred percent irrational there's nothing you could do about yeah. it it wasn't yeah. like there was like a board that was going to vote like well you got passed five to four mm-hmm. it was just one yeah. person who's decided indiscriminately whether or not you have the talent or don't yeah and then once they decide that you do then they have all the power to decide whether you ever get to go to bed at a normal time or not <laughs> so now you're uh in at the store yeah you're getting spot and now you're you just filmed your first hour special oh yeah, yeah. how exciting is that uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't get humble on us motherfucker no no it's come cool. on you're gonna be a superstar and oh, everybody knows on. it <laughs> everyone everyone well, i don't know if that's true everyone uh, that listens to this podcast yeah. is gonna know it there's gonna be <laughs> at least 40 people out there who become <laughs> enormous <laughs> fans <laughs> Or Lance, whatever one is. Yeah, Either is it's, fine, it's really. strictly Fahim in the specials. Does Lance oh. show up? Oh, that's I a good question. Lance is there. There's, Supporting. There's, there's an Easter egg. He happened to catch the show. Nice. <laughs> the, okay. I, yeah, yeah. He might. He is was, he a he's fan? Not, he's not really. Yeah, I think like, I'm more of a fan of him than he is of yeah, me. That happens. I yeah. think that everyone I'm, feels It doesn't that. always go both ways. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, I admire what he does. I just, I don't think he, I think would, would I. He's a, he's a little more aggressive. I don't know that more, you're yeah, the same level of. He thinks that I'm very canned and I'm doing bits okay. and stuff. And, oh, yeah, and he's that's just no kind good. of more organic. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and when's your special coming out? March 9th. March 9th. Wow. Yeah. CISO? CISO, right? yeah. All right. That's I sweet. just watched uh, a few specials on there, and uh-huh. I, I think it's great. I think they're doing a great job. How do you watch it, though? I'm curious. How do you watch CISO? I have uh, on my computer, but okay. I just go to CISO. So you watch it on your computer, then? Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, are I you think concerned? A little bit. Just because. Wait a minute. I think people have that Apple TV. Well, it's on Apple TV now, but it's on, I think it's only on fourth generation, like the newer Apple TVs. Okay. And I have third. And so, so you can't what? watch you. Yeah, I can't. Like, it's not on my Apple okay. TV. You're going to have to back up. I'm not an engineer. I grew up uh-huh. in a typewriter store. All right. Now, what <laughs> is fourth generation? It just means the most current the model. Newest. Oh, Because they release a different one each year, basically. Oh, I see. Like an iPhone Same as like an iBook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you ass. So I, I thought ho- there was a whole nother. No, no, no. Anyway. <laughs> so I would hope that the app would be on all Apple TVs, regardless of right. what model it is. Um, yeah, that is odd. Yeah, so I hope that gets fixed and they're on all of them. Because I use Apple TV and I think a lot of people use it as well. And Most be, kids use it. Yeah, it'd be a great way to watch the special on a TV instead yeah, of yeah. on a laptop. And then it, it's also, you, you can get it on Amazon Prime as an add-on. Oh, so, that's a big deal. That's right, it is part of Amazon. Right, Well, right. it's a, you get a channel as an add-on to Amazon Prime. So if you're able to watch Amazon Prime on your TV, then you can, it's just kind of frustrating because people are like, oh, you're special, I want to watch it. They go, I go, it's on CISO, and then I got to tell them how to get <laughs> CISO. Right. It's such a newer thing. True. I like what they're doing, but it, just, it, it's one. really cheap. And there's a lot of comics that are, are releasing it now, like bigger name comics. Yeah, like Stan Hope has Stan one. Hope Joey Diaz, Diaz has one. So I think it, Scalar it is Brothers getting, are doing one. Brent uh, Weinbach. <laughs> you don't like Scalars? I love Brent Weinbach. I, lo- I love Scalars. 
Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I love the Skolari. I, love I, like, I don't Brent. like any comedy duo. <laughs> oh, really? I'm a purist. <laughs> how, how do you feel about trios? <laughs> Dude, I'm a huge oh, fan a trio. of comedy trios. <laughs> like, you guys need one more. I think you know Jimmy the Bursey brothers? I think Jimmy and Joey might have ruined duos for me. <laughs> that general. might be it. You, I mean, but, the Skolari brothers are funny. They're not terrible. They're good. Sure, I like the Walsh sure. brothers, too. Yeah. I guess they're a good duo. What do you got against brothers, bro? <laughs> Dude, the thing is, my brother would never perform with me. Oh, there that's you what go. it is. He's funnier than I am. And, you know, this is bullshit. I don't even think he listens to this podcast. But if he does, I'm calling you out. Quit the job. Get out here. Let's duo this shit. Yeah. Tag team champions of the comedy world. <laughs> wear the belt and the glove. Oh, the, I, I'll wear the power glove. You carry the belts. <laughs> Done deal. But so, uh, would so you be interested in doing a duo? I don't oh. think. I think it's too late in the game for me to do duo. What about maybe you, me and Lance? Would I was going to say if you and Lance could get together, that'd yeah, be maybe killer. if he a satellite because he's so busy. Do you think you could yeah. talk to Lance and maybe see if I could work that out? If, or? I listen. I know an Eastern European guy. Uh-huh. I'm not sure where in Eastern Europe he's from, but maybe they could work something out together. Someday. I don't think he wants to share the spotlight. Honestly, that's probably really? true. Yeah. Would he come as a hologram, like next to you on stage? <laughs> could that work? Yeah, like Tupac. Would. I mean, because he's so busy, it's hard. Like, yeah, he, he would probably. Just have to teleport yeah, himself. he probably wouldn't show up live wherever I'm at. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't if uh, I were Lance. Yeah, I mean, there <laughs> was too a, big. I don't uh, hang out with commoners. There was one <laughs> night where uh, Lance was in the OR and it was pretty packed and he was crushing yeah. and uh, I was standing in the back hallway and there was literally nowhere in the room to stand. So all the comics were in the back watching. So I walked through and I stood out in the back and this girl comes down the stairs. She's waiting to the bathroom and she goes, who is this guy? She's looking at the lineup. I go, Oh, that's uh, Lance Constopoulos. And she goes, is he for real? <laughs> and I go, yeah, I think he's for real. She goes, I just, I, I just, don't know what to think. I mean, some of the stuff he's saying is just wrong. I was like, Lance? Lance? The best response like, ever. So, taking it so seriously. Uh, well, I wonder what Lance was saying that night. Someone yeah. offended her. She was very, very upset. But, but she wasn't, she was on the fence. That's what I like, yeah. what I like about it. She yeah. wanted, I don't know she wanted more think. info. Yeah. And then, of she course. all the facts before she decided. Everyone yeah, she wasn't going to cut them off. Right. Everyone in the hallway was loving it. Just <laughs> some poor girl. Is he for real? Like, I don't know how to answer that question. Because Lance is for real. but He's the realest of yeah. reals. Yeah. It was, uh, it was one of those moments where you're just like, God damn, I love this place. So Lance can't stop this, is yes. how you say it. Uh-huh. And uh, how did you meet him? How did you come up <laughs> with come that? to meet him, I oh, guess you say? I, I met him in the main room. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing Willie Hunter's show. Oh, yes. Yeah, remember that talk I, show? I used to do Willie Hunter's uh-huh. show. I love Willie Hunter's he show. Did a, he did a dance number on that. Okay. Yeah. One of the best comedy dancers out there. Yeah. There's not many out there like that. I mean, I you're pretty good. I can't watch without getting all I think hot. some girls are more into Lance than me. The, he gives off a Crystalia energy just, that I don't. It's not just the ladies. It could be the mullet. Probably. Yeah. Just that confidence. Yeah. That wife beater confidence. It's the wetness mm. of the hair. <laughs> wetness, yeah. A lot yeah. of people don't just realize how. Shakes uh-huh. it out. Yeah. Just no so, inhibitions. Yeah. No holding them back. I mean, when I watch Lance, I feel like I'm on ecstasy and I never want to come down. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's kind of what he's going for. Um, I do ecstasy and watch and, Lance oh, just wow. to smart. get off. That's yeah. smart. Double decker. <laughs> that's the only way she can get yeah, off. It's kind of weird. you can't get high enough and then that gets you even higher when you're yeah, high you're watching him. Yeah. Uh, have your parents ever seen Lance? <laughs> they have. My mom will call me <laughs> and she doesn't. She's like, she doesn't get it. 
Yeah, she's disappointed. <laughs> she brings up Boeing a lot. Does she bring up Boeing yeah, a lot? Yeah, she's the whole like, time. I didn't raise you that Because <laughs> Lance is a bit aggressive for mom. But then I'm like, it's like, mom, it's like if I'm doing a, a part in a movie or a TV show, I'm. Yeah. And then, it's she, not you. then she understood that she's like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. She still doesn't. It's like so hard to explain certain like Hollywood stuff to parents. Yeah. Are your parents yeah. are your parents from Afghanistan? Yeah, they're from there. So they're immigrants. Yeah, and th- I'm guessing there's not a big comedy scene. There. <laughs> not a big weird, comedy I... circuit. It just seems like in general, people who have parents from other places just it's really hard for them this to grasp is, uh, comedy yeah, as totally. a lifestyle. Like especially you as a do? career, like, make ha- people laugh. That's uh-huh. your thing. Yeah. That's so bizarre. There's no path for it either. Like engineer or doctor, you go, okay, you do these steps, you get this thing. Right. How does an immigrant parent wrap their head around their son wanting to be a funny person for a living? Right. And that we live in a country where that is a a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can make a lot of money. Not only a possibility, (laughs) but will shatter what an engineer could do. Right. Like sure, I would have a nice life at Boeing and everything, but there's definitely a visible ceiling. Yeah, how, absolutely. How, like best case scenario, I'm a manager at Boeing, right? And that's if I play all my cards right. And yeah. this is where I can end up. There's yeah. no higher than I can. And I'm working hard. You're, you're saying yeah, you, you could never living. develop a new plane, right? And I'm doing something that I don't love. So I would have to. It'd be very hard to get to that level. Sure. For something you don't really the care passion, about. Right. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. I don't. I mean, I think it's great, but at the same time, I. I your parents, God bless them, because mm-hmm. they they got yeah, over it yeah, for I you, do. and that's not easy. There's, because they come good. here for a better way of life. Like, oh, there's the American dream. There's this. My son's going to be a doctor, an engineer, my this that, and then like, my dad... parents set the bar real low. <laughs> so when you own a typewriter store, there's not much of a bar. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's easy to walk right over. So anything, I'm their most successful kid, and I'm a big failure. If you so, just specialized in Commodore 64 computers, <laughs> you still moved up the you ladder. Mean? Yeah. Oh, the fact it... that I could log in yeah, that's on impressive. an Apple, forget it. Uh, is your is your dad an engineer? He is. <laughs> wow. How did you know that? Did you just guess or were you just bullshitting? That is a good guess. It just seems like... In general, because if that's what he does and he makes a living, uh-huh. he would encourage his son well, to do the same is, thing. In a perfect world, I would be a doctor and engineer is settling. So right. that's well, that's sure. what you said earlier. Was like that's yes, the lowest yes, level yes. thing yeah. that you could yeah, get yeah, them yeah. to pay like, for. You so. can't go lower than me, son. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So he's an engineer at Boeing. <laughs> really? Places. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. Also, oh, you could have been a manager. Nepotism. No, not even though, because oh. my dad didn't <laughs> climb the corporate ladder like super oh. high. He's he's been there a long time, so he's able to. There's different levels in engineering. You're like a level one, level two, and all that. I forget what he's at right now, but it, but he's not like up that corporate he, path. He's not working for Dale Boeing making decisions. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like he could just give me you the know corner his first office. Name. I assume every I assume every <laughs> company is run by someone named Dale. Uh-huh. <laughs> Always, just some white name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very safe. white. Yeah. But I wouldn't make them white. Uh-huh. I wouldn't make. I have a cousin that's a chemical engineer, and that's very dangerous. But they make. He makes a ton of money. Uh-huh. Math. You know. And it, yes. He makes a well, ton of math. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do in yeah. our neighborhood. He does a different kind of. He's thing. into it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he d- has a more dangerous, crazy no. job. Yeah, but he makes great money. Um, I should have. I should have done something else. Yeah, and his daughter wants to be an actress, so he's like, ugh. You know, it's I think so if I hard. were in my parents' shoes, if I had a kid and the advice, I would kind of be somewhere in between. I would say get a solid degree and everything, but do whatever you want. But after you get this At thing, at least with teeth, get your degree. Yeah. Yes. Got it. 
Yeah. Because my True. my parents were on the other end of it where it's like, you're throwing your life away. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense to them. Because right. they're smarter than us, to uh-huh. be honest. They're not like... Uh, they're just no practical. Offense. It's a yeah, practical generation. Practical. It's a practical thing. Yeah. No and, and also, even when our parents were at the age we were at when we were starting, it still really wasn't something you could do. Like mm-hmm. my dad graduated college, I think in like 74. And there weren't very many comedians then. And my parents have always been pretty supportive but i still think they thought like my mom was a theater major in college but i, I know they still thought i was fucking crazy when oh. i was like uh, i'm moving to la <laughs> like what and they didn't even know i did comedy like oh, i'd been shit. doing comedy in kansas city in college for two years and i was like yeah i'm gonna move to new york really? or la and they were like why it's like well you know i'm doing comedy you know and you know i got you know third place in the best in kansas city contest so it's kind of my <laughs> so, time to move it's true. i'm ready <laughs> big Maybe fish in a small pond you know how it goes and i was oh, not a, even first you're like well, i got third, I got third. in kansas it's uh, i've hit the ceiling here so. <laughs> i'm an impressionist that do does exclusively will ferrell's impressions and i was so set i was just like i'm good as soon as i turned 21 i was like i can get into clubs now i'm out yeah they're like what where are you going but I think they thought I was crazy, and then I, I got into a horrible uh, uh, relationship that ended, and they were, at that point, I was like, I just got to get away and go do this, and they were like, great, okay. go do that, mm-hmm. and I think they thought I'd come back. They didn't realize that I had oh, no yeah. desire to ever return. <laughs> right. My family thought I'd come back for sure, but that's the good thing about having so many kids in my family that they, they didn't even you. notice. <laughs> yeah, they were, <laughs> oh, she left. Where's she Eleanor? Got a Who the hell's Eleanor? Number eight, mother. Oh, Number eight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, were there comics that you watched growing up made you want to be a to. comedian uh, well the way I got into stand up was because I loved SNL and then I researched how people got on the show Me and too. it was stand up or improv yeah. and then I researched Pretty honest choice. and, and uh, Groundlings and Second City and then I I go to those websites and see that you have to pay money to take these classes and it just seemed like a lot of bureaucracy and my parents, I knew they wouldn't be on board with me paying money to go to clown college, pretty much. Right. So, <laughs> it's so, not even clown college. Yeah, and all the, It's not as prestigious. And you would have to go to these uh, theaters in Chicago or L.A. or right. New York, and yeah. I'm in I'm in Seattle. So it just seemed like stand-up was... It made the most sense, because it's just my own time. You I live, felt, live yeah. and die by your own words. I felt the same way. I wanted to do SNL, and I thought... I mean, those are your two choices in terms of the path. And then it's either... Instagram wasn't around. (laughs) Yeah. Vine wasn't an option yet. Yeah. Um, And it was either go do this, spend money, and then always have to rely on other people. And if they suck, Mm -hmm. you suck. Or do your own thing. And if you suck, you suck. But it's because you suck and not... Yeah. But then once I got into it, there were comedians that I I enjoyed and became more aware of it. But growing up... it really wasn't on my on my radar until I think Delirious. That was probably the oh, first time right. stand up kind of. I thought he was gonna say Delia. Yeah, me too. And I was like, <laughs> he should name one of his specials like Delirious. Delirious. <laughs> yeah, Delirious. He should. That would be cute. Yeah, Delirious. Wear the same outfit. Uh-huh. Red leather. Or is that? No, that was raw. Red or no, no, black? No, red was Delirious. It was raw. Red. Was okay. the purple one? Right. Was it purple or, purple bl- or blue? Oh, purple and black. That's right. With uh, the black yeah. line. Right. Sexy purple. As fuck. Yeah, comedy used to be the sexy. 80s were so much better. Yeah, 
It's true. So, I love that you said there was like no comics in the 70s, 74. 74. Well, there was comics. <laughs> right. Carlin doesn't feel anything. That's well, that's fine. what I mean. Like there's there's like five known comedians. Pryor. There's Pryor, Carlin, <laughs> yeah. Red Fox. Red Fox, uh, yeah. Bob Newhart. Ooh, my favorite. But there's like, there's a handful. There's like 10 yeah. known no, comedians right, yeah. in the world. My mom used to run home to listen to uh, Milton Berle. Uncle oh, Milty. Yeah. And, I was oh, like, wow. and yeah. she would like tell me all these stories and I'd be like, Okay, I'm yeah. gonna go. I don't know what you're saying. I guess I I just feel like the the comedy boom in the '80s was like the first time that I feel like the world was like, oh, you could be, you can make a living doing this, right? Where you and that's on why the road. I went bust because everyone thought they could make a living doing Absolutely. it. Yep, right. it's true. And they oversaturated the market with garbage, and it'll happen again we if need it's more not happening now. To be stern and get their kids out. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pull I came out, out now. <laughs> right get now. Them out. No more. I'll be Hollywood's parent. Give me that chance. We are all full at the end. I think Tommy was that parent. Well, <laughs> get a job at Boeing. <laughs> Tommy. Why don't you design one. airplanes? <laughs> no, you never said that. To Your me. airplane designing bits are wrong. <laughs> do you do air? No. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. I just have all these bits about designing airplanes. <laughs> yeah, people would be like, what the? Yeah. I'm like, hey, if you work with me, this would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> On your album, is there a Boeing section? Like, this is like. There should uh, be. No, I only mention it once as a as a premise to something or just an aside. I Got don't really it. address it that much. Is there any part of your special that you feel I helped inspire? Oh, wait a minute. All of it in the liner notes. <laughs> thank you. Special the thanks. <laughs> it just says, you know, Rick Ingram. Dude, thank you. You are my everything. <laughs> I see a lot of a lot of people would assume that you're joking, but I appreciate <laughs> yeah, your yeah. candor I know he's on the not podcast. Joking, yeah. And that's yeah. what I a lot love to about me, man. <laughs> Good. As, as long as I'm inspiring people, that's really all I care about. <laughs> uh-huh. That that's the riches that I'm looking for. Oh wow. Have you ever been a, in, inspired by Argus Hamilton? Uh, Come on, buddy. Tell us the truth here. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, Argus? Uh yeah, I guess so. Uh huh. <laughs> Aren't we all inspired by everybody in some way? Thirty-five goddamn years at nine fifteen is pretty inspiring. Oh, that's yes. a good spot for so long <laughs> it's a too. Great spot. prime time. Yeah. It's a great parking spot. It's a great time <laughs> slot. Great, he's got a spot and a yeah. parking spot. People are just waiting for me to rip my mask off. But it was me all along. Hey, you Nixon. love me, and you that's didn't a know Nixon it. Joke. <laughs> He's probably on stage Argus. crushing yeah, right now. Yeah, we have to uh, have Argus on this year. Yeah. Immediately. He has the best stories, the craziest oh, I'm stories sure. from here. That's kind of yeah, what yeah. I, even just doing this podcast, hearing some of these stories that I've never heard before are great. I'm sorry. No, I love it. <laughs> he, uh, I love hearing the timeline of the store before I got here. And this place has been around so long, so much history. He, uh, when I interviewed Argus for the the early version of the Comedy Store podcast where over two and a half years, we got six episodes in. Uh-huh. And uh, one of them I interviewed Argus, and he was telling me, you know, cr- random stories about crazy shit that happened in the late 70s and early 80s and stuff. And, like, I'd ask him a question about something, and he'd, oh, yeah, and then he'd start going into it. And then he would throw out these little facts that in no way meant anything or helped the story at all. And I'd be like, oh. Be like, I'll tell you something about the night John Belushi died. And I'm like, Oh shit! We're about ready to crack this fucking world wide open. Belushi came to the comedy store that night, and what a lot of people don't realize is that he came for a Sander Bernhardt showcase. I'm like, wait, that, that's that, it? That's the <laughs> that was the juicy nugget. Oh my god! Well, I can retire now that I sell that information to TMZ. 
Oh, yeah. Love Sandy Bernhardt. Everyone did back <laughs> and then. And then he just goes into old He's Sandy like, oh, Bernhardt. no. God. When you call her Sandy, no, you're tight. It's a it. personal She's one connection. Of my You're very close. <laughs> Good old Sandy and I go way back. Um, you got uh, social media stuff? And, uh, yeah, I'm just Fahim Anwar on everything. At, oh. at no Fahim spaces, Anwar. anything? Yeah. On Snapchat, I'm Fahim dot anwar okay Whoa. yeah fahim Whoa. anwar was already taken but i'm really not on snapchat How anymore steal your name i guess I it's know. just another maybe there's fahim. a squatter like i'm willing to oh, shell out some big cash him. to get that smart fahim anwar on snapchat yeah that's why i changed my name from rick google <laughs> yeah <laughs> someone already took google.com that's Most so motherfuckers. good you. you're smart so I'm you don't do snapchat at all you're young it's t- well i don't know how old are you 32 but oh i'm sorry i thought child. you were young yeah sorry <laughs> Um, You're elderly. I know. I get you. Uh, just, can we edit that out? No. I want to do 22? Beep. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Just hear beeps can the hear whole the, Can they hear the wink on the... <laughs> so, um, yeah. What was I? Oh, Snapchat. Snapchat. Oh, I have yeah. a 16 gig uh, iPhone, so it's taking up a lot of space. <laughs> that thing what fills that? up so... What, just my iPhone? What is it? 16 gig. It's like the lowest amount of space you could have on a phone. For an iPhone, at least. Listen, oh. we're not engineers, I delete, bro. I have to delete yeah. apps to make up room for Again, it. Again, so. I have no idea what you're saying. Fourth generation Apple TV, Jesus. Eleanor. I just downloaded Waze. Oh, that's good. Other than that, yeah, everything traffic. that came with the phone is on there. Israeli <laughs> Google Maps is what that is. Basically, I think I have some two apps, apps had to go to clear up some space. Nice. And so every time I've never Snapchatted. Yeah, me either. You're not really missing a ton. I, yeah. I was on. Uh, Michael Costa's Comedy Central Snapchat thing that he okay. does, and my my sister who's a freshman in college hit she me up it. and was like, "Hey, my friends, I'll just watch your video." I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> like, On Snapchat, I'm like, "Oh, it's pretty big with the cool. younger kids too." It's huge. Yeah. yeah, my niece used to. Maybe I should get back into it. See. My niece it, used we're to inspiring Eleanor. Did you see that? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna put them into the stratosphere. The notes, guys. <laughs> I just I I don't know how to download it. Uh-huh. I gotta start dating these young guys so I can figure out how to download that's the apps. That's really <laughs> that's good. Sometimes they get me apps that I can start dating guys my own age. But uh, yes. he's like, I sent you a dick pic. <laughs> like, I don't have the app. Yeah, you're gonna have to download. To yeah. It's a, is but, there a dick pic app? Because if not, as an engineer, could you design that? Ooh, I just want twenty percent. Nah, that's more like computer science stuff. I don't. Oh, damn. So I don't you know don't. That. You don't know yeah, anyone. Yeah. I'm more Tony Starkish. Oh fuck ah, yeah! This is big. Let's get into it. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean I was. Rick a has a glove. Engineer. We got. I got a power glove. <laughs> that's. I mean that. That's a start. From there, I think it's probably limitless what we can do <laughs> with your brains yet. and my power glove. We're gonna take this industry over. So March 9th is your special comes out, and yes. you filmed it in L.A. Yeah, it was packed, great audience. Yeah, I'm right? really happy with it. It looks great. That's I think so I'm going exciting. in tomorrow for uh, just for color correction. Okay, to see what the options are. Oh, I thought you meant to make you browner. I was <laughs> Maybe like, oh, actually, this, I, like I think this. I'm a little pale. We're right gonna now. push the ethnic thing. <laughs> He looks just too for, much like Aaron Cater. It's for different markets. <laughs> Tan him up. For CISO India, we're going to make me really yeah, dark. Yeah, CISO India. I was like, whoa, and Put a dot on there. Uh, for Kansas, CISO, we're going to pale me up. Whoa. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, come that's on. A I, smart know, I know my markets. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll put the word out there, too. Yeah, like, please I, do. I think he's like a quarter Mexican, the, but the he's mostly like English. Third place Kansas alum. I like this guy, man. He seems wider than place. I remembered seeing him. Yeah, yeah. Like the blurb is a third place contest winner <laughs> vouches uh, for. Uh, and it was quad annually that contest. Quad. 
it, it wasn't even like for the year. It's just <laughs> from like September to November, I was third place. And it was really only because I convinced like 12 people to come out and uh-huh. cheer loudly. Oh, you were a bringer winner. It was, it was that kind of democratic voting. Which just, and round of applause if you think Rick was the winner. <laughs> so you just needed the slightest of nudging yeah. to come to LA. That's yeah, amazing. I was ready. I was re- and all the old guys who had been doing comedy there for like 30 years were like, uh, don't move to New York or LA until you've got at least two hours. You got to make sure you're a headliner Shut and there's up. no reason to go out there. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. okay. And then I would like watch them do the same 12 minute set two at the end of the hours. open mic. Two hours. <laughs> I was, yeah, you got to have two different, completely different road sets. I'm like, really? <laughs> I can't even get a gig working for free in Omaha. How am I going to yeah. expand my road set? We got to figure it out. That's how life works. Um, all right, so CISO, anything else you got promoted coming out? Yeah. You got shows or anything? Oh got. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I'm just doing shows around LA. I'm here at the store a lot, and then yeah. the improv and onesie twosie shows around town. Yeah. Yeah. Onesie twosies. Onesie They'll be in weird places like. I'm doing the onesie twosies yeah, always. Some like house in the hills or a I living love room. The yeah. In house. Uh, or like a backyard does. or something. Yeah. Oh, backyards I won't do it anymore. were good. Mm-hmm. I refuse. You refuse. I'm just, I'm so, not a, Some of them aren't bad. The ones I won't do are just like bad bar shows. I won't do those. Yeah. I'm doing do one anymore. later tonight, but thank you for bringing it yeah. up. Yeah. I, did, right. <laughs> I love them. I love bad bar shows. I have a terrible <laughs> attitude in general. And there's just too many times I go and do it, and then people were talking, not paying attention, and then I fucking fly off the handle. And I'm like, why the fuck are you here? And they're like, because there's a bar. And I'm like, well, fuck you. And the person's like, did you really have to Don't scream Don't you know that? I got third place? <laughs> I, I am back. third place. September to November. I moved from Kansas. 2001. We're talking the, the quad where 9-11 happened, man. It was a very oh, tough shit. time. And I got third fucking place. And yeah, my Harry Carey impression that I stole from Will Ferrell and I was doing uh, funny jokes where I was pretending I was George Bush uh, talking about the war in Iraq. Yeah, that was very important stuff back then. Oh my God, I'm so It was sad. terrible. Jeez. All right. Well, well you're thank you for amazing. being on, man. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, great attitude. Yeah, I listen to the podcast, you know, I'm a fan. Is that oh, true? Oh, yeah. I love you. Thank you. Oh my God. So He's the first. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I, I doubt anyone else has ever been on that has listened to it i do i think jesus does oh sometimes because yeah. he's a nice guy too we, like Fahim. Uh, these are my dudes. two favorites and like both I, their parents unapproving yes yeah, what does that Un- say? that's the they, secret to good people mm-hmm. i have a few favorites and you and uh jesus are right at the top of that list. for me it's just ron white <laughs> <laughs> let's not Oh, yeah. Not getting into it again. Ron White is the type of guy that I could literally be giving head and he'd be like, what's your name again? <laughs> like, he never remembers us. Same <laughs> thing happened to he me. He did the podcast for an hour and a half. Uh-huh. And doesn't remember us. For real? Didn't remember at all. To the point that <laughs> when someone asked me where am I coming from, I said, uh, doing the Comedy Store podcast, hey, they still got that guy and that girl hosting it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And I'm thinking, like, this guy knows that it's me right because it was like two months ago yeah and they, oh man i'll tell you my problem with that podcast I'm like, oh really and then he proceeded to just talk shit about me behind my back <laughs> to my face that's amazing <laughs> you like someone's talked behind your back to your front yeah you're like oh, oh all right well maybe i should turn i'll around pass the this. word on i guess <laughs> if i see him um 
All right. Well, thanks for being on, yeah, man. I appreciate it. You. We uh, still love Ron. Oh, and yeah. You. So <laughs> you're amazing. Thank I'll you. I'll remember you guys. Don't worry. Thank oh, you. Oh, thanks. On his fucking way to the top. He's going to yeah, remember the little he's people. He's never going to remember us, Rick. You know that. Oh, well. Come to the Comedy Store, 8433 Sunset, West Hollywood. Go to the northern part of town where there's straights and not the, the whoa, silly boys. Whoa. Whoa. Rick. That's a different way funny to boys, put it. <laughs> but we got the funny guys. We still have the funny guys. Funny men. Bouncing humor around Humor boys. Upstairs. We got them all. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.